Welcome trailblazers, adventurers, and entrepreneurial pioneers to the very first episode of Uncharted Entrepreneurship, Bold Tales from Entrepreneurial Trailblazers, your source for riveting, uncensored stories from the boldest innovators and startup leaders forging new paths here in the Minnesota entrepreneurial community and beyond. I'm your host, Brent Peterson, and in each episode, we'll sit down with these intrepid entrepreneurs around the virtual campfire to navigate their unmapped journey, recount the pivotal twists and turns, and uncover the most crucial lessons that paved their way to transform not just business, but the world we live in. Kicking off season one is my fascinating fireside chat with Connor Oak from Work Optional. Work Optional are wealth management experts for growth-oriented entrepreneurs and a strategic partner right here at Entrepreneurs Organization Minnesota. Raised in an entrepreneurial family, Connor is the perfect voice to detail the exhilarating expedition he embarked on to fill the overlooked gap in financial services for ambitious founders and why securing your venture's future requires far more than just a good accountant alone. So join us as we dig into the origin story, breakthroughs, and even missteps that prepared Connor to guide entrepreneurs at all stages to not just survive, but truly thrive financially. The journey into the great unknown starts right here. I'm Brent Peterson alongside the remarkable Connor Oak, next on Uncharted Entrepreneurship. This is Brent Peterson, host of Talk Commerce and Uncharted Entrepreneurship. I want to invite you to join hundreds of ambitious business trailblazers at the 12th Annual Entrepreneurs Rally on May 9, 2024 at the Mall of America's JW Marriott. From keynotes by Bill Walton and Candace Mama to a packed agenda with Minnesota's most disruptive startups, this is your all-access pass to the know-how, connections, and bold inspiration to take your company to the next level. The rally unites our community each year to cultivate game-changing leaders equipped to overcome obstacles and transform not just business, but the world. I'll see you May 9th as we celebrate the fearless few, charting undiscovered territory here in Minnesota and beyond. You can get tickets at entrepreneursrally.org, that entrepreneursrally.org. All right, welcome to this episode. Today I have Connor Oak. Connor is with Work Optional, and Work Optional is a strategic partner of Entrepreneurs Organization Minnesota. Connor, go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us your day-to-day -day role, and maybe one of your passions in life. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, Connor Oak here. Like Brent said, I work for Work Optional, or a private wealth management firm based in the Minneapolis area, but clients across the country. Um, I uh, um, became a strategic clients partner, I think now, for it's been a little over a year. Um, my firm did. So um, some background on me. I grew up in southern Minnesota. Uh, small town of Lee Center, Minnesota. Um, so everybody knows Lee Sewer from the Green Giant, the Beans, and then Cambria. So I'm a town inland from there. Um, growing up, like I said, I grew up in a, with a different kind of entrepreneur 
mindset. I grew up on a farm uh, as well as my dad owned a concrete company and still does. So uh, anytime I get sick of sitting behind a desk, I, I go down there and I'm quite humbled by what entrepreneurship means to those guys. So um, fast forward, I uh, attended Gustavus Adolphus College down in St. Peter. Um, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. It was close to home, um, a very tight knit community. Um, got involved with the Gustavus Entrepreneurship Club that was started by uh, an ex-Deloitte partner, Russ Mikulitz, um, who I count as one of my mentors and um, has offered me plenty of opportunities to give back to Gustavus uh, through entrepreneurship and then what's called the Gusty Cup. Think of a Minnesota Cup. So that kind of piqued my interest in entrepreneurship. But um, of course, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur right away. I didn't candidly have an idea nor had any really business acumen or skills at the time. So besides having a liberal arts degree. Um, so after that, I said, the next best, best thing is I'm going to go help entrepreneurs, business owners. So I took a job um, with an investment bank in Minneapolis here um, doing capital markets, M&A, follow on offerings. So I really was really in tune with, with business owners, working with them, what made them tick, how they grow their business, where they want to grow their business needs for capital um, and, and I kind of realized through some of my discussions with those uh, business owners, um, guys and girls, guys and gals, that I wanted to be more on a personal side with them. Um, so I wasn't quite sure what that meant. I didn't want to go to quite private equity. I wasn't a consultant build. Um, so I said, uh, uh, what about private wealth management? What does that mean? Growing up, I had no idea what that was. Like I said, being from a town where um, it was farming and construction were the, the main games. Um, so it just so happened uh, I had a fun job in college uh, when Brent asked about one of my favorite passions is, is wake surfing, being on the lake. I grew up on the lake, fishing, all that stuff. And I kind of took a liking to wake surfing, which uh, wake surfing is, is a water sport. You do it right behind a specialized craft. Um, it's very low impact, very easy, um, enjoyable. You can do it all ages. I've seen people who are 80 do it. I've seen people who are four or five years old do it. Um, so through that passion, I, I worked at a boat shop, a Malibu boat dealer in Excelsior, um, and was introduced to um, the founder of our firm and his wife, uh, Mark and Jamie. Um, and Mark is also involved with, with EO and, and EOA, uh, as well as a strategic alliance partner. So through that, um, I went out, taught his kids how to, he had just bought a new boat, a bunch of stuff, uh, wakeboards, water skis, surfboards, tubes. And um, I kind of went out and he said, well, I don't know how to use this. So I actually, uh, my foray into private wealth management wasn't some exhaustive search or interview process. It was I taught Mark's kids how to uh, do water sports. And now that I look back on it, it was more making making the kids who were at the time, I think like seven, five and three comfortable with the water. Um, and I think he took a liking to kind of, like I said, what I hope to give to people is a personal relationship somebody that they can rely on, um, trust working with. Um, like I said, it's, it's much more than working with, with stocks and bonds and paper assets. It's, it's people's future. It's what their, their goal is, what they hope to achieve. Um, so I've been with the work optional now for about five and a half years. Um, and we uh, recently, like I said, about a year or so ago, um, were kind of introduced, I guess it was before that, introduced to EO, EOA, um, through some of our current clients, actually, we're past EO members. Um, some are current members, um, and it's it's a very tight knit group. Like I said, we're we're a, a small person team, so we're very curated and, and with our marketing dollars. And like I said, you're not going to see our name plastered on billboards or any of that stuff. We really want to be able to help people versus just paying for some advertisement on a piece of paper. So through EO EOA, um, like I said, we've been involved with it. So we're a strategic alliance partner and. 
and Rhett can probably give a better definition than I can of us what that means, but for what it means to us is helping entrepreneurs. Like I said, that's it's everybody always kind of asks what's our typical client and and I hate when people ask the question, well, what's your minimums of investing? Because that's the last thing that I think should be talked about. It's what are your goals? Are we a fit? Um, where do you want to go in life? And like I said, uh, what do you want to achieve? Um, so we're, I feel like, like I said, we're just scratching the surface with EO and EOA and everybody's been very receptive to us. And like I said, um, we hope to be a very good value add for the broader organization. Yeah. Thanks for that introduction. I wanted to find EO versus EOA really quick for the listeners that may not know. Accelerator is EOA, and that's uh, that's business owners. And you have to be to be an entrepreneur's organization. You have to be an owner or a co-founder or a, a former founder. But uh, so Accelerator is is revenue below a million dollars and more than a quarter million, and then Standard EO is uh, over a million dollars. So that's that's kind of the that's how they see it as a um, as a definition, uh, and then some chapters have uh, have you know different thresholds as well, five million and above, and ten million and above. But the the standard uh, standard there is is those two levels. Tell us a little bit about uh, work optional and how it's maybe unique to the entrepreneurial space. I think a lot of the other wealth managements cater to everybody it's sort of vanilla we call it uh, you know in, yeah. the, in the industry tell us a little bit about work optional and how it caters to entrepreneurs yeah so work optional like i said it, it was it was uh, i'll kind of give a backstory from from mark um on why he started it. he actually had a job painting saint john's and saint ben's uh, uh the school in the summer it was a it was a summer job for him and he made a little bit of money and he said hey i want help so he went and found a uh, an insurance agent an estate planning person um, and an investment guy. Well, he received bad advice all around and it really kind of stuck home with him. Like, Hey, I was, I was asking for help. Um, or I need help. I just don't know where to go. So, uh, that was 20 some years ago, um, in 1999 and he kind of founded the firm and really wanted to take, like I said, it, it sounds wealth management is a, can be a very vanilla business. Like I said, uh, there's a lot of the big players in the names, the Merrill Lynch's, the RBC's, the, um, large TD Ameritrade groups and stuff like that. We take a different approach being an RIA, which is a registered investment advisor. So um, we don't, we're not a, we're not a branch of a, uh, one of those that I just mentioned before. We're independent. Um, and I think that's pretty important. And, and I encourage everybody, all the listeners and stuff to look up um, what a fiduciary is and fiduciary means being in the acting and, and performing in the best interest of your clients. And you think that would be everybody, but uh, when you really kind of get into the details of it, um, um, it, it can get pretty mixed up, especially in today's world with um, the influx of cryptocurrency and AI and all of that stuff. I, I think true wealth management is taking a holistic approach. Um, as I started on the call, it's much more than paper assets. It's, it's tax planning. It's, it's retirement planning. It's estate planning. And um, we look at all of those things as returns as well, similar to what's on the paper. So um, saving clients money on taxes. I mean, one of the first things that we like to do is not ask a client, hey, what are your investments? It's let's see your tax return. Let's see if we can add some immediate value there. Um, it's it's let's look at your company benefits. Let's look at your 401k. Um, and estate plan is a huge piece. People build great legacies and they want to pass it on and they want to be able to enjoy it and not have to worry about it. So that's really where we come in. And I'll say act as a personal CFO. Um, of course, we do manage the paper assets and stuff like that, and I think we have a very good, strong uh, platform that we do for that. 
Um, and like I said, we don't represent any products. So I think, like I said, taking the holistic approach. And when you look at our typical client, it's, it's everybody from somebody who's just starting out, uh, a firefighter and a nurse, all the way up to um, people who have had um, large eight, nine-figure business exits. Um, and I think, like I said, we look at them the same. And I think I draw a lot on my past working for my dad and working for my uh, uncle on the farm. Um, and there's a lot of parallels with entrepreneurship for that group of people, as well as somebody who might, like I said, be running a 200-person business or an EO member. Um, so I think we just being a value add in, in any part, we've had clients call me from car dealerships saying, hey, is this a good deal? Should I finance it? Should I pay cash? Please help me. So I think that's where I really feel like we can be um, um, apt for our clients. Uh, and I know, like I said, you would think we have clients who are CFOs of large companies and you'd think that they'd be able to manage stuff themselves. But they look at it, like I said, from a full picture. If something happens to me one day, I want to make sure my wife or my husband is taken care of. So I feel like we get a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people who get comfort in knowing that, hey, we're here. We're just a phone call away. We're a small team. We don't have thousands of clients. We don't have sales quotas. None of that stuff. Um, I want to dip into that younger entrepreneur. Um, at one point, I was an, a younger entrepreneur. And the last thing I thought about was wealth management. Uh, and I wish everybody says the best time to start is 20 years ago. And if you haven't do it, then start today, right? Tell us, yeah. talk a little bit about that, that, you know, sort of even before the accelerator phase, just as you're getting into it, at least from a planning standpoint and starting uh, and start to talk to somebody like work optional how important that is to get that ball rolling as soon as possible, no matter what phase you're in. Yeah. And I, and I think that, that that's a great way to start is um, like I said, you're never too early to start with wealth management. And I say wealth management as people think, again, I go back to paper assets. How much do I have to invest? Here's what I can retire on. There's so many software programs, plug this in, get this return. Here's how much you're going to have. But I think at the start of it, it's, it's setting up if you, should you be a C corp, uh, an S corp, you have a business partner, articles of incorporation, what's what's a buy-sell agreement, um, stuff like that. So it's all those little pieces that, that oftentimes when you're starting out, it gets overlooked because, like I said, you're trying to build your business. And, and I think, like I said, we don't act as somebody who gets in the way of that. We like to run parallel with our clients. Um, so I think from, from the onset, it's it's being able to help them with, like I said, you your best ability is to run your business, let us take care of everything else, or at least show you the tools. Um, oftentimes, I think that's one of the great things about EO is for some of the younger entrepreneurs that we've dealt with since being part of EO and EOA, even ones that are not part of EOA or EOA yet, EOA yet um, who we've said, hey, this is a great organization, go check it out. But before that, it's, it's just a network of people. It's um, the, the people that help with, with, with traction, the EOS implementers, the, the corporate finance attorneys, the business insurance people. Um, I think there's a lot of value. I mean, we can spend hours and hours um, with somebody talking about that. And, and, and I think it all starts with, with the vision. What is, what's your vision? And then let's work backwards from there. It's not, there's no um, canned formula. Like I said, every day I come to work and I feel like an entrepreneur, even though, like I said, I'm not one technically on the speaks, but I get to, I get to advise people and I get to see, and, and I think whether it's a young entrepreneur or an old entrepreneur, we learn so much from our clients that it's it's really a true working relationship right from the get go. 
Yeah, talk a little bit about how you can share not not specific experiences from other clients, but you get knowledge about their their experience that you can pass on and share with other clients that are in the same space or even different spaces as long as they're if they're running a business, uh, there's always commonalities. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's a lot of it is employee management. I, I think with between COVID and, and work from home, I mean, I'll, I'll be candid. I'm, the, the firm is made up of people who are, let's say north of 45 years old. I think Mark is the oldest and he might be 51. I don't quote me. If he listens to this, I'm sorry, Mark, if I dated you, but me being 28, I like to think that I'm on the forefront of, of technology and uses, but I think it was exasperated by COVID. Um, clients were saying, hey, look at this tool, look at this tool. And we were able to incorporate it with our, within our business and share it with other people um, and more act as troubleshooters for some of the Zoom technologies and stuff like that. But I think besides that, learning, learning employee management, like I said, I, I look at our clients as family. So a lot of people, like I said, it's we can be a psychologist at times. Um, so just drawing on specific experiences, like I said, there's the common themes of um, of just being being upfront, being vulnerable. I think vulnerability is a huge thing that we've been able to take from our clients and share. It's okay to be vulnerable. Ask for help. There's never a dumb question. Um, so I think those are probably the biggest things right off the top of my head. Like I said, if, if, if you gave me 10 minutes on pause, I'm sure I could write a list that would fill up a, a notepad. But um, it's something new every day. Like I said, it's that, that's why it keeps it interesting. Um, we, we talked a little bit of Entrepreneurs Organization Minnesota, but uh, Entrepreneurs Organization is a is a global entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Entrepreneur Twin Cities, like there's no there's not one thing that encapsulates everybody, right? So yeah. you know your goal at Work Optional is not just to serve Entrepreneurs Organization, but to serve the broader scope of entrepreneurs uh, nationwide. Talk a little bit about how. Maybe talk a little bit about how, um, you know, being a strategic partner with Entrepreneurs Organization has helped you to um, to better connect with other entrepreneurs, even outside of the EO organization. Yeah, I think I think within EO, some of the the um, and, and I'll say more EO A as well. The, the quarterly learning days um, yeah, are. I'll, I'll try to do my best explanation of that. Are, are days where all the entrepreneurs get together. Um, and kind of go over a discussion topic. It might be strategy. It might be cash flow. Um, we've been able to learn from a lot of very smart people um, who have been entrepreneurs who are in the process of it um, and different strategies, like I said, cash flow and insurance needs, um, liability protection and stuff like that. And we've been able to take that to other entrepreneurs and say, hey, this is something that we've maybe just talked about high level, but now we feel comfortable enough um, in a meeting or over a lunch or over a coffee, let's dig into this um, and let's see where this ends up for a client. Um, and, and I think that's that's probably been the biggest value added is when we came into EO or EOA, like I said, we have some clients that are um, current clients that are past EO members, uh, whether they've sold their business and just decided, hey, I've been in it for a number of years or clients who are just building their businesses um, and being able to, like I said, lean on them a little bit, but it, it, it's a new, it was a new organization to us, but we've been welcomed with um, open arms. So I think um, just trying to immerse ourselves, but also, like I said, knowing our role is, is not to overtake conversations, not to sell the work optional brand. It's just to be kind of a, a sounding board for, for all entrepreneurs in general. 
You had mentioned earlier SMART, right? Uh, and uh, and I can say that I joined EO as a as an accelerator back in 2015, and and it took me 20 years to decide or realize that hey, I don't actually know everything. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, no matter what the age, feel as though that they know everything and they oftentimes don't look at other resources to help them grow their business, right? And I think the yeah. biggest thing, you I, that really what sparked this was that learning day. And my very first, my introduction to entrepreneurs organization was a learning day. And I went to that and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, what? I get all this and it's part of my membership? Um, I knew that that learning day, if I were to go to some conference, just that one day would cost me as much as my year membership in in EOA. Uh, talk a little bit about how you help entrepreneurs grow um, by educating them on especially wealth management, but you, you You've talked a lot of, uh, of other things, just helping them decide on, should I be S Corp or C Corp, or just at least helping them understand the differences within that financial realm, that even though yeah. you think you know everything, you can never know everything. And a group is always better than a single entity. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said, where, where we can really, once we kind of, uh, I think, understand a client's, or uh, I'll say an entrepreneur or a client in general, what their vision is. Then, like I said, we'll work backwards from there. So depending on, I mean, we've had clients in all different stages of their business. And I've, I've always felt that we've been able to add value in, in some component. Um, like I said, whether that's a business strategy piece, um, when they come to us, sometimes it's they're having uh, uh, personal problems, issues at home, issues with their marriage. Being an entrepreneur, like I said, can put a strain on a lot of people. So um, like I said, I, I think what we're really good at with with entrepreneurs and I'll say our clients in general, because I'm sure there's some people that hopefully will listen to this that aren't necessarily entrepreneurs, but they're looking for help or maybe I haven't seen that is, is constantly having touch points with them, just reaching out, asking how they're doing. Um, is there anything in, in their personal life, professional life that's bothering them? Um, or they want they, they I mean, we get it all the time. They, I saw an article about this. What do you think of this? Is this a, is this something we should be looking at? So I think that's what you talk back to what we learned from clients um, since COVID, um, and I'll say since 2017, there's so many new tax, tax, uh, how do I want to say this? Tax, tax strategies that are new, the ever changing IRS regulations. So I think that's where clients look to us to say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to go dig through the IRS website, or I don't want to get on the phone with them. I want you to educate me, give it to me from the 30,000 foot level, um, and, and make sure I understand it. So, um, like I said, I want to be bulletproof, and I think that's our job is uh, we don't want any surprises, or, uh, at least not bad ones. Um, but I think when we when we really get in a groove with entrepreneurs, and, and I'll say it, it's not – you're not going to decide if it's good to work with us or our firm after three meetings or a couple hours sitting down over coffee or, or even at a social event. It's, uh, we like to look at, like I said, not necessarily the returns on paper, but, hey, here's where you were when you – joined work optional or you partnered with us, let's look at you 50. I mean, we have clients that have been with us now for north of 20, 25 years. Um, and it's fun to look back at all the old notes and, hey, why did we why did we uh, do this retirement plan versus this retirement plan and uh, and kind of look back on, on all the progress that we've had? Because like I said, there, there's a myriad of components with, with within wealth management. And sometimes you get lost just in the, hey, I opened my statement 
um, and, I, and I'm down this month or I'm up this month. It's, it's hey, let's look at it at the long-term trajectory um, and see, like, see, see where we end up and see if what we made was the right decision. And if it wasn't the right decision, let's go back and revisit it. What would we have done different? So I think just being candid with clients is, like I said, uh, probably the most important part of, of how we grow with them. Um, I want to close out the podcast today with um, not advice because in EO, uh, entrepreneurs organization, we don't give each other advice, but we share our experiences, right? And I want to challenge, I want to give you a little bit of a challenge and we didn't prep this. I want to call it the experience blind spot. And I think that in wealth management, there's so many things that people don't know that they should know that they could know, but they don't know because they don't know and they wouldn't know unless they ask somebody else, right? I said a whole lot yep. of contradictory words there, but there's a <laughs> blind spot that people have that they could learn when they reach out to somebody who's an expert in that space. Give us a blind spot that uh, just on top of your mind that you've seen that how that has helped other entrepreneurs uh, move forward in their financial world. Yeah, I think one of the ones that comes right off the top of my head is taxes. Um, and, and I know on this podcast we talked about tax strategy, stuff like that. But for all of the entrepreneurs, business owners listening to this, one of the it's crazy because, like I said, um, everybody makes mistakes. But within CPAs um, and, and people who prepare taxes, oftentimes every single year we find that uh, um, when you pay us a fee or you pay different fees, a tax preparation fee, the CPA or the accountant will miss writing that off. It's a, it's a simple, whether they charge you 500 bucks, a thousand dollars, that's an immediate, like I said, that should be. So I'll say that's probably one off the top of my head. Um, more, more in depth is 401k plans. Oftentimes we have clients that um, are getting killed in taxes. However, if you pull back some of the onions and you look, well, they've been doing Roth 401k contributions versus all pre-tax contributions. Um, so little things like that, I would say the broader realm is tax strategy. Like I said, I can tell pretty quick if somebody is underinsured um, or, or wants to need, has a, an estate plan. Um, and I think, I guess, one other thing I want to mention around estate planning is making sure you have beneficiaries on everything. Um, we can do our jobs great, um, but if you don't have a transfer on death deed um, for your house or a pay on death on your bank account or beneficiaries on your 401k plan, we, our, our jobs kind of, it, it makes it hard when all of a sudden you get into probate. So I would just encourage everything. Those are some of the little nuggets. Like I said, um, we're happy to get into the weeds of people. Some people like it. Some people say, Hey, hold on. That's enough for today. And we always tell our clients usually by the third or fourth meeting, have a couple aspirin when you come to us, cause we're going to throw the kitchen sink at you. Um, so those are just a couple of things. But like I said, I could go on for forever. So I encourage anybody that has a question, like I said, I hope this at least gets somebody to look at one of those things. Um, and say, you know what, I took a nugget from this. So That's awesome. Thank you. I, so one challenge that there is for all of our strategic alliance partners is there really is a no solicitation policy within entrepreneurs organization. So it is, it's not a challenge to connect with other entrepreneurs because there's all kinds of way to do it. But this is, I want to give you an opportunity to just do your, to tell us, you know, give a couple of minutes to talk about work optional, how they get in touch with you and maybe yeah. some of the benefits why they should talk to you now rather than next spring or the reasons, you know, just give us a short little pitch and we'll close out the podcast with that. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for that. Um, 
I, I would say, like I said, it, reach out. We're, we're very approachable. We have an office up here in Plymouth, um, so we, we try to be out and about. Um, you'll see us at different events that we support, charitable events for different organizations, a lot of the city municipalities. So look out for us there. Like I said, you're not going to see our name plastered in the Star Tribune on Sunday. We're not going to have a TV show. Um, I, I try to stay active on LinkedIn so people like Brent help me. Hopefully I'll be able to share this podcast or something to maybe get a little bit of visibility. But um, uh, you can reach our website. It's just workoptional.com. Um, uh, you'll find the whole team there. Um, my, my name is Connor Oak. Um, uh, hopefully, like I said, I don't know, Brent, you can share my email or my contact information. But I think that's probably, like I said, the best way to reach out for me. And, and I'd say, like I said, uh, everybody likes to put it off. It's easy to put it off, just like it's easy to put off filing your taxes. But um, I still think there is still time between now and the end of the year for a lot of year-end tax planning and tax strategies that if you have a question about that, like I said, we don't need to do the whole full suite of financial planning and advising. Let's let's tackle, let's block and tackle what's right in front of you. And I think for entrepreneurs, that's pretty important. There's, there's this one issue that's just kind of holding them up from kind of opening the floodgates. So I think uh, um, that's where we can, like I said, we're very approachable. We uh, call us any time of the day. Like I said, um, we, uh, we probably should not work on weekends like everybody says, but we do because like I said, being an entrepreneur doesn't stop. So I think um, one of the overarching themes of our firm is reliability. People inherently value reliability. You rely on uh, uh, your car to get you from A to B, phone connectivity, high-speed Wi-Fi. Um, so I think, like I said, uh, we want people to be able to rely on us. Um, and I think that's what makes us that's what makes us great. That's great. Thank you. And, and I'll just put a little plug in there. It is work optional, right? That's the name of your firm. And, work optional. Uh, yes, work <laughs> optional. Uh, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's... It, Thinking about that helps them to understand that work is optional, and we oftentimes yeah. do end up working seven days a week. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and work optional, uh, breaking taking a break is always important as an entrepreneur. And you know, work optional is there to kind of get your back in terms of making sure your finances are in order and and that your wealth is growing over time without anybody, uh, without you as an individual having to spend seven days a week trying to manage that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I encourage anybody who has, like I said, who has, who has a need or, or just really wants to talk about wealth management. I mean, hey, come tell us that we're, I know, like I said, wealth management gets a bad rap sometimes, similar to insurance planning and estate planning, but I do believe it is necessary and it's it's even more necessary for entrepreneurs. Uh, and like I said, that's where I like to feel like we slot in and, and uh, add the holistic value. That's great, Connor. And I will. I should add. I should have started. I'm a. I'm a client of Work Optional, and <laughs> so I. You know, I. I. Um, I drank the Kool Aid. It's not Kool Aid. It's just regular old good water that helps you grow and and move forward. Thanks, Connor. It's been such a yeah, great conversation. You, I. I yeah. appreciate you being here today, and I hope you have a warm and productive weekend. Yeah. Thank you for the inclusion. I don't know if I'm as warm as you are right now, but uh, uh, hey. We all have to work for something, so. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Thanks, friend. Uncharted Entrepreneurship is a production of Content Basis, LLC. Copyright 2023. You can find more award-winning content at contentbasis.io.
And that wraps up the latest edition of Uncharted Entrepreneurship, Bold Tales from Entrepreneurial Trailblazers. I'm your host, Brent Peterson, signing off after an incredible fireside chat with one of our intrepid trailblazing guests. Their firsthand perspective on conquering the unexplored wilds of business is just a taste of the rare wisdom you'll discover from pioneering entrepreneurs on this show. I also invite you to join me each week for insider commentary on the startup scene and digital marketing landscape on my Talk Commerce podcast. You can find Talk Commerce wherever you download podcasts or go to talk-commerce.com. I'd be grateful if you left a review and rating for Uncharted Entrepreneurship to help more bold founders find their way to game-changing insights that empower ventures to transform communities. This is your host, Brent Peterson, signing off for now. I'll see you around the virtual campfire next episode as we embark on another adventure into the great entrepreneurial unknown.